0: Drink it in now uh. Kool-Aid drinkers. What's going on, everybody? It is Wednesday. This is your host, Eric Oakley, right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Coming to you on game week. The Detroit Lions prepping for the 49ers. I mean, you know I'm going to serve up that Kool-Aid here on a Wednesday, all day, every day. Drink it in, man. Uh... Now, this might be a little different show. You guys know I have my other show on the Believe Podcasting Network. That's called spelled I I'm going to have a lot of fun on that show with Jack Cavanaugh this week. We've got some other surprises for you. I'll bring you an action-packed Friday show. here on a Wednesday, though, a little bit different. I'm recording very late at night. Got neighbors that are somewhat close, so I can't go crazy on the mic. I will still give you some sound drops. And I do have a lot to talk about when it comes to the Detroit Lions. So definitely still want to get this pod out to you for you guys on Wednesdays. But life got crazy, Work everything just going nuts, so um, got back real late. And I'm like, man, I still got to knock out the, the Kool-Aid cast for the people. So uh, that's what I'm doing right now. But like I said, uh, hang in there with me. we got a good show. Um, I actually want to go on the unofficial depth chart of the Detroit Lions that went up on their website, talk a little bit about that. And after the commercial break, I guess I could tell you guys about this pro football focus all 22 fantasy draft, but it really wasn't a fantasy draft. It felt like you were drafting your own real NFL team, and it was just bonkers. It just got crazy. So for those of you that love fantasy or love the draft or love that whole how you create teams... I'm just going to give you a little taste of what I just did with, I think it's a 12-teamer, 55 rounds. I mean, it it was nuts. So I'll tell you some of the guys that got on my team, and we'll see how that works out this year. But like I said, it was crazy. I was all prepared, had some guys highlighted, and the minute it got going, it was really hard to know because it wasn't fantasy points. You're drafting off of pro football-focused grades and position weights and values. So we'll talk about that after the break. And then I also want to give you, a couple key matchups to think about in the 49ers and Lions game as we get rolling. And who knows what else I might get into. You know, I always got some tangents. Going to try to uh, entertain you guys uh, here on the show as well as just straight, straight up talk football. So let's get into it. Let's get into this depth chart right now. So I'm looking at it on the Lions website. Starts off with wide receiver. They've got Tyrell Williams as the number one wide receiver behind him in that Wide receiver position. They have Trinity Benson, the new signee. We'll see what he has. And they have Cordero Hodge behind him. So that's kind of how they stack it at that receiver position. Next down is tight end. You've got TJ Hawkins um, and Darren Fells. I was glad that they were able to bring back Darren Fells because I felt like. There wasn't much else out there that really was appealing, and I'm just hoping get in the end zone a couple times and add that veteran leadership. He did have his struggles in preseason, though, no doubt. Um, left tackle, you got Taylor Decker. He's paid, great player. Jonah Jackson next to him. I really expect Jonah Jackson to kind of take a step up there at left guard. People liked him, and we know he's taking in the third round, but his scores and certain things really weren't that good last year. But you didn't really notice him getting tore up, so I just expect him to be a really sound, consistent player. Hopefully you don't notice him again this year, and it's because he's doing his job and he's playing in, uh, good football. you got Frank Ragnow in the middle. They did go with a backup of Evan Brown. We had a few Evans on the team. Evan Brown is going to be the backup center. Assume he can play some guard as well if needed. At the right guard spot they've got Vitae there as the starter with Logan Stenberg as his backup right tackle we've got Penny Sewell everybody's freaking out about Penny Sewell calling him a buzz think he's going to be a turnstile I mean it's just ridiculous to be honest I mean I think this guy's going to be a really good football player and like I said he's just he nobody's trying to put him in the hall of fame yet but please don't run him out of town I mean that's just ridiculous he's going to be really good once he settles in you know grows into that NFL type body and grows up a few more years and gets his technique better he's going to be we dominant over there on the right or the left side we you need him they've got Matt Nelson behind him Matt Nelson's been here a while I think he's a a project tackle that used to play defense they moved him over I mean it is what it is it's just uh, hopefully he doesn't have to play much when he did come in he seemed decent we've got the other wide receiver position oh this is where I have a big worry Khalif Raymond is just penciled in as the number two outside receiver I I didn't see anything from this guy in preseason did you I mean everyone's talking him up like he's this incredible shifty speed great receiver it's like not only did I not see anything? I don't know if he's hurt or they just didn't play him. Or I, I don't assume this guy's just going to be unleashed on the league. Now, will he make some plays because we, we've got very thin options at, at that wide receiver spot? Sure. But <laughs> Khalif Raymond, you can't be hanging your hat on this guy. Now, I hope he shocks the world. I hope he comes out and really is electric and, and opens people's eyes. But that's just a far cry for me to think they feel good about him as the second major receiver on the depth chart. They've got Quintez it's behind him. Um, you know and then you get into that slot role they don't actually have it divvied out here but the slot role would be st brown as the starter with tom kennedy there as his backup again st brown i have a lot of high hopes for and think that he's got the mentality and the type of ability you look for tom kennedy was a guy i kept saying why is tom kennedy somewhere what tom kennedy can go play lacrosse or whatever he used to do But I got to admit, he did have a pretty good camp. He did show up. And now we'll see if he can do it with the big boys. I mean, can he get off coverage by these good slot corners? Can he actually make plays on Sundays? I mean, we'll see, but hopefully we won't have to see because I'd like to see a lot more. Number 14, Tyrell. And I'd like to see see Cephas get some more touches. And, yeah, if Klee Raymond does some decent things, great. I'm not counting on him whatsoever at this point. Um, Quarterback, you got Jared Goff. Backup, David Blau. Blau, good guy. Played pretty good in the preseason. I think he got kind of fortunate that, uh, you know, um who is it? Uh, you know, the other quarterback uh, hurt his thumb. Uh, Why is his name? Boyle? Tim Boyle? Yeah, it, name escaped me there from a minute. Tim Boyle, like, I, I think it was kind of neck and neck. You know, Dan freaking Campbell seems to love uh, Tim Boyle for whatever reason. So if, if he doesn't have that injury, I don't know if they keep – you know, blaw around, but uh, for now, I mean, again, it's a backup quarterback. Hopefully, he's good in the uh, meeting rooms, and we'll see what happens with Tim Boyle when he's healthy. The running back position you got DeAndre Swift behind him, Jay Swaggy, Jamal Williams, Jamar Jefferson, and they went with the fourth running back of Godwin Igwe Buke, which. I mean, former safety-turned-running back, I mean, yeah, he made a few plays, kind of a gritty, grimy player, seemed to really be real positive in his interviews. But, I mean, to me, he's a special teamer and a guy that you slam up there if you need some short yardage or you need some dirty work done. But that's a pretty thin position as well. You know, just those top two guys, not much behind it there at the tight end position. Um, And some of the backup, you know receivers old linemen like it's definitely kind of thin you know some of these guys are really gonna have to play great football to uh to produce and then you got the fullback jason kabinda there on the offensive side of the ball now, now before we get to defense let me do a quick tangent do, do we have any professional wrestling fans out there because the the game has changed. Like I I used to be a wrestling fan when I was real young. Then I stopped watching for years and years. Then I got in high school and buddies were like, "Oh man, you got to check out this guy Stone Cold." And I was like, "I was like, well, let me see what this is all about." And then the first show I watched was just freaking incredible. And I was just like, "This is this is must see TV, right?" So then The Rock was, you know telling people to go down Jabroni Avenue and hang that right on Jabroni Drive um, to the SmackDown Hotel and just dropping the eyebrow and the elbow. I mean, the $500 shirt's incredible, right? The Attitude Era was great. And, And then there's been this lull from who knows when, like the last 10 years, just like, ah, you know, just... Not not much to watch. I mean, I'm a big promo guy. I love the storylines. I'm not big to these random matches. You know, some of the big pay per views. I, I like big wrestling pay per views, but big like UFC pay per views, like big football games, big NBA, all the big events I like to just get up for. So when they got the big pay-per-views, the WrestleManias, the SummerSlams with the big matches, you know, I'll get into that. But really, I like the promos and the stories or whatever. So, like, there's been nothing really. It's like a kid's show. It's just not very good recently. So I kind of tuned out. But recently, there's this new brand new company called aew i know some of you guys out there know but they've been on the come up they're getting like all they're almost like the the lions where they're getting all these young Hungry talents. All these people that everybody else knows is good. That knows football, and all the national media and other people that don't know what they're doing have no clue. That's what AEW is doing. They're getting all these good wrestlers, good performers, good entertainers, and putting them on and putting on like stories and promos and matches with blood and all this thing is like, man, this is what we. This is what the people want to watch, right? So they're like coming up, you know, getting better and better. And then this last weekend, I mean, they put on this show called. AEW all out. And, I mean, it was just... It was probably the... It's in the top five... Top 10, I'd say, of all time of wrestling pay-per-views. The matches, the surprises. You know, again, if you guys know what I'm talking about there, at the end of the show, I mean, you get Adam Cole, baby. That just comes out out of nowhere. And then after that, you get Daniel Bryan uh, from the WWE. Brian Danielson comes out to this crazy good music. And there, I don't know, there was something about it where like if you've ever been a fan... This show was just off the charts it was incredible. So that's, that's my tangent for the day is like if you used to like wrestling, you kind of do, or you just want to be entertained, throw up AEW Dynamite. It's called on Wednesday nights at 8 <laughs> or you got to throw up. They have this new show Rampage on Friday nights at 10 p.m. Like I say, kick back one day with a beverage or just while you're chilling out, throw it on. I guarantee you'll you'll like some things you'll see and like I said if you have a a baseline of who some of these guys are or or have ever enjoyed wrestling in the last you know five ten years whatever uh, you'll I guarantee you'll like it so that that's the new thing you got to check out for everybody listening here to the Kool-Aid cast and if you're any bit of a wrestling or former wrestling fan all right so I got that in there probably bored some of you some of you were like oh I'm all over that that was an incredible show all right so Let's move to the defense. Let's talk about the defensive ends. Michael Brockers, they have him as a defensive end with Kevin Strong as his backup. Now, that's a little bit of a change. Most people think of Kevin Strong as an interior player. They have him here as a defensive end. Again, the Lions are going more to this 3-4 where you're going to see those big defensive ends and... Aleem McNeil with two L's, number 50 foe in the middle of the defense. So they got nose tackle Aleem McNeil with John Penasini as his backup. Again, Pennicini played pretty well, Um, is a nose tackle, so that seems to work. Here's another surprise for you at the other defensive end starter. They have Nick Williams. I know this guy got five, six million last year, but he's like, uh, see what he can do. He made some you know, sacks or whatever in one year in Chicago. Other than that, he hadn't done anything. Came to the Lions, like I must say, he didn't seem to do anything last year. In my opinion, he is a big old nasty bra where he's got the huge arms and big physical guy. So, you know, to me, you know, that's a big question mark. Now they have Levi, big denim. Onzerike behind him. I mean, I think that's just a Ricky thing where letting him get his feet under him, letting him kind of let the vet get in front, and soon enough, I think you'll see Levi on that uh, on that outside shade, um, edge-type player. And it's another thing to get used to. Outside linebacker, Trey Flowers. Um, behind him, Charles Harris. And then they have Julian O'Quara, the uh, Iron Man of the preseason. there in the third slot. So, I mean... Again, to me, Trey Flowers is just a rush player. They're just calling him an outside linebacker. I barely will ever drop in my opinion, but that is interesting to see how that works with him and Aquara as outside linebackers. Inside linebackers, they have Alex Anzalone, who was um, recently named as a captain. Derek Barnes behind him. The other interior linebacker is my favorite player in the NFL. I just love this guy so much. Not really. Jamie Collins, of course, he's got to put senior on the end of his name. He's wearing number Ocho. How about he worries a little bit more about tackling, about covering people, about playing uh, with effort than worrying about his jersey number or if the back of his jersey has a senior on it or not. Behind him, you've got Jalen reeves maybin who – Special teams Demon, I heard Dan freaking Campbell say, like, he's going to let him play a little more defense and do some things there. And then you got the local kid, Anthony Pittman from Oakland. They're uh, backing up those two guys. So we'll see how that shakes out. I would love to see Pittman get some more run. I liked what I saw from him. But, you know, you can understand Jamie Collins as the vet's going to be in there to start, and hopefully he can step it up, make a little make some plays, and be more consistent. Uh, Romeo Acquara at the other outside linebacker, backing him up. Number two, Austin Bryant <laughs> with the recent jersey change. Uh, I really like what I saw from Austin Bryant in the preseason. I mean, guy made flash plays. If you watched him, he had a lot of effort. There were times he'd go around the outside and just kind of get washed out. But there were times, too, where he'd go around the out, get washed, and run 20 yards down the field to make a tackle. So he's a big old athlete and seems like he's got his motor revving and is healthy and let him loose. You know what I mean? I really liked what I saw overall, to be honest. Cornerback Jeff Okuda, backed up by Ifi Melifonwu. And then they have Jerry Jacobs, the undrafted kid, um, behind them. Jacobs kind of went under Okuda's wing Everybody's waiting to see what Okuda does this year We will see Amani Well you know what it is I mean I I don't have to tell you Here on the show It's A.O. Oh baby you got him. You got A.J. Parker. A.J. Parker will probably start in the slot, the nickel spot when they, when they run uh, that setup. And Bobby Price, the uh, converted safety, is actually going to be the third backup kind of on the outside, probably at the cornerback spot. Real thin here at safety, Tracy Walker. You got C.J. Moore. And then the other safety spot, Will Harris and Dean Marlowe. I mean, I don't know how you get through an NFL season with just those four guys as well as two question marks and two depth who knows not very good type players to be honest so good luck with that I mean I would thought they would have added a long time ago they continue not to add so we will see how they use those guys or Tracy Walker's gonna have to play all world for them to be you know good to above average I think at that safety position and they're, they're talking about Will Harris a lot we'll see I've always been a supporter I've always liked the guy but He got burnt way too much for my uh, liking, as you guys hear me say on the show. Burnt, toasted, and extra crispy here on the show is is Will Harris all day, every day. So he's got to step up, no question. But uh, we'll see what they do. So that's the defense. I'm not going to go into another uh, wrestling rant or another take here. Uh, I'm just going to jump in. Again, special teams, pretty straightforward. Austin Seibert's the new kicker they brought in. Uh, All-world punter, everyone's favorite player here on the lines. I mean, again, he's a punter, people, but he is good. Jack Fox, you've got Scott Daly as the new long snapper. Um, You know, much respect and, you know, best wishes to Don Muehlbach. And then you've got Khalif Raymond, again, the guy that I kind of bagged on earlier. He is the punt returner. And the kick returner on this list, with Tom Kennedy backing him up. So, again, take these for what they're worth. They kind of are just laying out the basics for you. But to me, it is interesting to look at, and it's it's really interesting to see the roster now that's all the way down to the, the the 53, 55, you know, whatever you want to call it. Because you know, there's there's just nobody behind some of these guys. As well as come this Sunday, which I'll talk about on the Friday show. We're going to get to see these players for four quarters. You're going to see Goff, Swift, Hawkinson, Tyrell, St. Brown You know, on defense. You're going to roll that defensive line all day. You're going to see what the linebackers can actually do. You're going to have these young, probably the youngest safe, or corners in the game out there trying to cover people. And then that safety position that's really going to have to be led by Tracy Walker, as I said. And find a way to make it happen. So, everybody, that's the depth chart. Please go check out AEW if you like wrestling at all. That was super entertaining. And uh, if you're 18 to, like, 35 or whatever, I think you'll really like it. And, uh, like say, if you're a previous wrestling fan that checked out, older, younger, whatever, I think you'll like it as well. And I couldn't be more fired up for the Lions. I mean, I can't believe it's game week. I can't believe that it's midweek already when you guys are hearing this. We'll have a game on Thursday between the Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's going to be an incredible football game. Fantasy football is going to be kicking off. And before you know it, it's Saturday again, which means college ball. And then Sunday, NFL just drops a hammer on the whole world with uh with them getting started so i'll get into all that on friday give you a deep dive on the 49ers at that point but let's go ahead and take a quick commercial break and when i come back you gotta stay tuned because i got some things about the 49er matchups but you also gotta hear about this all 22 pff draft that i did absolutely crazy i think you guys would be interested to see who i selected so everybody we'll be right back please go check out realitysportsonline.com right now. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May third. Rated PG thirteen. What's going on, Detroit Kool Aid drinkers? Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it. I'm your host, Derek Oakry. Thank you for listening to our sponsors, too. That really helps out the show. Again, you can check out my other podcast on Thursday mornings. It's called B-L-E-A-V, Believe in Lions, on the Believe Podcasting Network. Myself. Jack Cavanaugh works for PFF, Fantasy Football. He's on a bunch of different websites and blogs. Great guy, funny guy. He's got some strong takes. Me and him just getting into the mix there on that show. And who knows? You really want to tune into that show because there might be a pretty, 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 pretty big surprise uh, here in the next who knows? Might be this show. Might be a couple weeks. Might be. You never know. So you might want to tune into that. And I really appreciate you listening on Wednesdays and Fridays here to the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. And, you know, when I say that, that means I got to fill up that glass. Drink it in. Uh... Side of cornbread. Cornbread. Make it a double. Cornbread. <laughs> All right. So So let's get into this. Let me tell you guys about this. New thing. I don't even know it's out to the public, so I don't even know if I'm supposed to be talking about this, but I'm going to anyway, because I know it's going to be out here before you know it. They're kind of testing it out now, and I think it drops on 2-22-2022, to be honest. And it's called All-22 by Pro Football Focus. It's a fantasy site, kind of, but what it is is you're drafting a full team, So 55 rounds, you got like a full football team. You got to start 22 guys, you know, 11 on offense, 11 on defense. You can actually like, you know, tell the system if you want to run 11 personnel, 12. They have some different things set up where you actually have to get a certain amount of snaps and the computer does it for you. It's not overly complicated in that realm. But when you go into this draft that I just did, which was bonkers, intense, kind of crazy. Like, like I said, I thought I was ready, but when it started going, there was a lot to think about. So the way they do it is they kind of weight the position. So like your quarterback is 9.9% uh, like when it comes to a percentage of weight they put on that position, meaning like what they do is they take the pro football focus grade for that week. So let's say they score like 80.9, and they take that times 9.9%. And that kind of gives you your points for that week from that position if it's quarterback. The next most important or heaviest weight, let's put it that way, is edge. So that was 5.5. So you can see like the quarterback is double that. So they're trying to make it more realistic like the NFL. So quarterback, double the next spot, edge. Then they have wide receiver at 5.3. Um, defensive line, five tackle 4.5 corner 4.3 you can see it kind of going down it goes corner linebacker guard safety running back center and then you start getting into like your backups your tight ends your kick you know they kind of have it weighted that way so like the way i went about it is i was kind of wanting my quarterback right away and then i was going to fill like those edges and those wide receivers those d linemen and then start filling up my depth you know at each spot because you had to get like a minimum of like three running backs, a minimum of, you know, five receivers, three tight ends. And then you, on your defense too, you had to have four edges, four linebackers, four corners. So like it, they're really making it like a real football team. So again, it was hard to draft because imagine like all the NFL just is expanding and everybody's available and the lions, you know, go into a draft with all the current NFL players and rookies and you're building from scratch. That basically what, it, what, what, you know, the draft was like. So again, this might be a little too nerdy, too football crazy for some of you guys, but I know some of you would really enjoy it. Um, What was the hardest part about the draft was, like, as you're going through, you're almost thinking fantasy, like, oh, I got to get this guy, this receiver, this quarterback-receiver combo, when really you needed to be almost be more focused on, like, is this a really good football player? I was focused, too, on the young guys because this was the initial draft, and after this you basically got this squad, and you're just changing it over with trades, draft, and things as the years move forward. So I – You know, leaned on youth and I was just trying to get like good football players and I wasn't worrying so much about their grades last year. I'm kind of like thinking, will they be good and will they play a lot this year? So I'll just run through this uh, pretty quickly and give you guys a, a feel for who I got. I'll just give you. Kind of round and name, and and work my way through these, and maybe tell you some of the little reasons why as we go through. But first round, I was picking fifth, and uh, Russell Wilson was there. I had it stacked: Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, um, Trevor Lawrence was kind of the three guys I thought might be there. When Russ was there, I just thought he was too good to pass up. As far as a person player, he's he's still kind of in the prime of his career. Less risk than Trevor Lawrence or Dak's injury, so I went with Russ. Round two came around, I was able to get Nick Bosa as my defensive end uh, edge rusher. Round three, I took wide receiver Calvin Ridley. I think he's really about to just blow up and, and come into his prime. This was a hard one for me. Round four, you guys can, uh, can call me a homer sort of say, you know, that I might be drinking that Detroit Kool-Aid a little too much. Drink it in now. Uh Maybe that's true, but when I was looking at it, like, again, I wanted to feel those edges, and nobody else was jumping out to me, and yeah, I haven't loved this guy. I don't think he's lived up to the $18 million, but I did take Trey Flowers for the Detroit Lions, so he's my other big edge rusher. Um, after that, I was I took Quinan Williams, a big fella. I think he's uh, about to come into his own as well. Um, after that, I was able to get Jamar Chase, wide receiver with Cincy. After that, I, I want to attack the tackle position, so just happened to be the top guy on the board kind of at that point, Taylor Decker for the Detroit Lions. Now, this is this pick might kill me, but for some reason, I was just looking at it because quarterback was so valuable, and I don't know, this guy, he feels like my backup in case Russ like doesn't get traded somewhere good or kind of falls off a little bit. I've at that point I just didn't love anybody else I kind of scrambled and I took Lamar Jackson I mean Lamar Jackson can do it all and people are kind of writing him off like oh he's not a good pass oh he's done I mean I could see him have another MVP type year so I took him so I just had that quarterback solidified at that point don't have to worry about it for years to come right um Then I took another tackle just based on value. I don't know if this guy will be good or not. I liked him in the draft, but I could see him not being good. Isaiah Wynn with the New England Patriots. Then I came back with another big edge player, Marcus Davenport. Then an interior defensive lineman, Dalvin Tomlinson, now with Minnesota. And then it was just too good to pass up, even though I was going to wait, 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 and then wait some more running backs. Najee Harris was the top guy on the board based on rating and whatever it was at the point. So I was just like, ah, I'm just taking Najee. Seems like a great guy. Catch, run, do all that stuff. Um, after Najee, I took Detroit Lion, Frank Ragnow. I felt like I got the best center on the board after others had taken the center. So I went ahead and took a BPA again. After that, I was able to get Darius Leonard, the linebacker from Indy, kind of the all-world linebacker. After that, I was like, "Man, this guy seems like the best young safety on the board. Uh, go get him, Buddha Baker." Uh, after Buddha, I took cornerback Trey Day, Trey Davious White for the Buffalo Bills. And then this is another pick that might kill me, but he was highly rated at the time. Even though I know he just got traded to the Las Vegas Raiders, it's like if they traded for him, I'm hoping they'll use him and hoping he's still got some juice in the tank. He's from the U. Denzel Perryman linebacker this kind of where I was kind of trying to fill linebackers because they were getting real thin for whatever reason next round I took a linebacker Deion Jones of the Atlanta Falcons then I was thin on guards they were going off the board like crazy so I took Nate Davis for Tennessee Titans after that I went edge rusher Josh Allen Jacksonville Jaguars. Then I went interior defensive lineman, one of my favorite players in the league, both on and off the field, Christian Wilkins. Then I went tackle Lane Johnson. Tight end Noah Fant. Interior defender Christian Barmore. They have this guy as a tackle, but he's an interior player. Uh, Vera Tucker for the Jets. Then I thought I got a steal. Again, I didn't want the Lions to take this guy in the draft, but I think he could be really dynamic in the league. And that's Jalen Waddell of the Miami Dolphins. Kind of rounded out my uh, three stud receivers at that point. Desmond King was it needed a cornerback. He's kind of best on the board. I've always liked his game. Desmond King now with Houston, I believe. So this gets us about, you know, we're about halfway through here at this point. So I'll go a little rapid fire on some of these. Um, Andrew Norwell I took at a guard at the next round. Then I got a steal, I think, at wide receiver Deontay Johnson. Safety, uh, Xavier McKinney from the Giants uh, in the 31st round running back, Saquon Barkley. I mean, come on now. I just had to do it. I did pass up on Odell multiple times. You guys should be proud of me um, just because I knew my receiver was so dang deep. Uh, after that, I took A.J. Terrell, the cornerback in Atlanta. That seems to really be coming on. I needed some more corner depth, so I took Kendall Fuller. He's now with the Washington football team. Um, Zach Cunningham, linebacker. I think he's still with Houston there, tackling machine. Uh, Andrus Pete, I need another guard, so he's he's with the Saints. Seemed to be the best player available. Jordan Poyer, a little bit older, but really productive there with Buffalo at the safety position. Um, tight ends were just gone at this point, which, again, I was waiting, 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 I just uh, – I had just taken Noah Fant or whatever to cover me. But I took Irv Smith here. I know he's hurt. I know he's out for a while. Might be out for the year or whatever. But you can stash him in this league and use him later. Um, This is a guy that I might have reached on as well. But watch out for this kid. Elijah Molden. Safety nickel corner for uh, the Titans. Oh, he's he's good he's like he's like honey badger man he's a really good player Um, Adam Troutman this is where I I double dip sort of on my tight ends I think Adam Troutman's about to come on a little bit there with the Saints and and he can be my backup for now and then Irv Smith I got a nice little trio Uh, Robert Woods was still on the board here in round 40 Uh, got Robert Woods um, Michael Carter the running back for the Jets Michael Gallup wide receiver for Dallas Matthew Judon edge for the Patriots really looks good this year Then I was looking at the board, I was kind of like, you know, I know I got those two stud quarterbacks, but why not get a 23, 24-year-old Sam Darnold, see if he can turn it back on, and then maybe I got a trade chip in one of those other, uh, probably with Lamar there, Um, so I took Sam Darnold. Then I was surprised Josh Uche was still on the board. Took Josh Uche. Milton Williams, sorry, from the Philadelphia Eagles, another interior player with a lot of rush ability. Sean Murphy Bunting, um, the Chippewa from here in Michigan that is now playing some good football with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Jay Swaggy, Jamal Williams was still on the board. Want to add to my running back depth, Jamal Williams. Um, Guard, need another guard. Jonah Jackson, again, a little bit of a homer pick, but... There wasn't anybody else I liked, and I think he's going to really increase his pro football focus grades here coming up. Uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson of the Saints. They have him as a corner. He's a corner safety type player. Again, I'm not trying to take all lines, but I feel like a lot of these were good value. Big Denim, Levi Onzerike in the 51st round. Um, 52nd round, Zach Bond, and then it was just like kicker, punter, and and I need another interior uh, backup center to cover my minimum. So I went Tyler Bass, the kicker for Buffalo. Uh, Billy Price uh, recently traded, where'd he go? The Giants, I believe, uh, was with Cincy. I think he went to the Giants. So um, just took a stab on him to back up Frankie Ragnow there for me. And Jake Bailey, the punter for the New England Patriots, there with my last pick. So, again, just tried to run through that in about 10 minutes. Uh, I really have no idea if that's a really good team. Is that the worst team in the league? It was really hard to tell. I think they'll be doing a lot of up keep on some of the things with the website and getting some feedback from us that go through it. So I'll keep you guys abreast of kind of how I'm doing as well as uh, very interesting, you know, drafting from scratch there with everybody available is definitely not one I had done before, even though I'm in some of these crazy deep fantasy leagues, it was definitely a different experience, especially because you're not looking for fantasy points. You were looking for good overall football grades when they actually hit the football field, as well as you need depth because they get hurt. the way this works it's next man up you know the next guy goes in and and you got to rearrange your lineup and, and be ready to go um in that realm based on snap counts and grades and you know that weight like I said I put a lot of Emphasis on that percentage weight, trying to get the the top, you know, weighted players early and then just kind of dive and dip later on some of the lower um, value type spots, the way this was set up. So very interesting. We'll see how it works. I like some of my young guys. I like the upside. Um, I also tried to take guys uh, based on grade and players I like, you know, I didn't want to have just a bunch of really highly graded guys. That either I don't enjoy or don't think they're going to be good in the future or whatever it may be. So I'm um, pretty happy with it, you know. Um, but I, I kind of looked around, and you could see that other people were just playing the board much more so than I was, of just going tick by tick, where I was kind of jumping around trying to fill depth and things like that. So thought some of you'd be interested in that. If not, apologize, but I did think it was fun and wanted to throw it out here on the pod. And uh Yeah, I got a few more minutes left, so let's go, let's just talk in very general terms about some of the unique matchups that I see in this Lions versus 49ers game on Sunday. So, when you're looking at it, I mean, nobody knows what the Lions are going to do. You know, they seem to be real healthy right now. They seem to be hiding everything, you know, um, didn't show anything in preseason. The talent level isn't where we all want it to be, but it is intriguing, you know, at multiple spots, whether it be quarterback, running back, corner, defensive line, you know, things like that I think are all sneaky, you know, things that they could really do well at, but we have to wait and see how they when they're all rolling for four quarters. But when you're talking about matchups, like I think one thing the Lions are going to have to do right off the bat when it comes to matchups is be, can they stop the run? I feel like, Raheem Mostert for the 49ers, really underrated running back. He really blew up there towards the end of the preseason. They have some injuries there, so he might be the lead guy with the with the rookie Trey Sermon, and, you know, they always have three, four guys that can do it there in San Francisco. But the Lions have to start there, stop in the run game, and then they got to deal with this crazy Shanahan-type passing game where it's a lot of, like, misdirection, bootleg. Um, throw it to a guy, let him run. The lines have always been pretty poor with tackling. So, against guys like Debo and uh, Brandon Ayuk, you know you're really going to have to tackle really well on those little short routes that they throw. Um, so I'm, I'm going to keep my eye on that. And another thing, the lines have been horrible at is, is guarding the tight end. So, do they finally have someone that could somewhat hang with a George Kittle? Like my thought is probably no because George Kittle's incredible. Like, not only is he a great player, but his mentality is so – he's got a killer mentality of just wanting to go out there and make plays, run you over, score touchdowns. I mean, they feature him, and they should because he's really good. Um, so those are some things I see stop the run, deal with Kittle, be able to tackle on the little don't let a guy catch a five-yard route and run for a 50-yard touchdown. That, that's going to be real important uh, on the, for the Lions, like – you know, the 49ers have a really good linebacker, Fred Warner. But can he hang with DeAndre Swift? Can he can he cover TJ Hawkinson? I mean, we're going to see about that. Again, I think the way Jared Goff comes out of the gate, if he just starts pinpointing throws and feeling comfortable in the pocket, that's going to be a really good sign. There were a few things I didn't love in preseason when he was out there of just kind of, I don't know, when he, when he threw it, it was accurate, but there was something about it. It just didn't feel great like when people are open no problem but when things break down i felt like it's going to be a little bit of a struggle again for him as well as making those incredible throws like we've been used to with number nine back there it might be a little bit of a trouble but um i think if they can feature swift out of the backfield as well as hand it to him um maybe have some of those long drives like they had in preseason that'd be interesting uh, again the uh, kind of the defensive matchups you know um the 49ers don't have very good um, secondary, you know, especially on the corner position, in my opinion. So, you should be able to maybe feature Tyrell. St. Brown might have a day right off the bat. You know what I mean? That would be fun to watch. And the Lions have a lot of question marks on the outside. Like, we will really see what Mr. Okuda and A.O. have when they're guarding those two really good, interesting, different type receivers that San Francisco has. So, I'm interested in that. Um... And then, you know, uh, again, I keep this short, but the uh, very interesting, the coaching matchup. You know, Dan Campbell, you know, Dan freaking Campbell, you know, he's going to come out fired up. Because, I mean, Dan Campbell, he's just had enough of it. He's had enough of this, you know what, here in Detroit. You've had enough of that. Exactly, Dan Campbell. I mean, Dan Campbell, what are you going to do? against kyle shanahan there on sunday when when we get rolling for real we're gonna bite a kneecap off we're gonna smile at you we're gonna take your other kneecap we're gonna smile at you and when we do we're gonna take another hunk out of you we're gonna be the last one standing all right that's gonna be the mentality that's gonna be the mentality i want to see that for real for real because you said it then i didn't see much in preseason but i want to see some kneecap biting i want to see it getting after it i want to see you finding a way to win against everyone the nfl's darling coach kyle shanahan everybody thinks this guy is some genius he's the greatest thing ever like you're going to need to pound him into the ground and be physical and be smarter than him and be more aggressive and have out scheme him maybe pull a couple rabbits out of your hat whatever it takes to get a w i don't want to see kyle shanahan out there putting up 40 some points and and us being a laughingstock like at P. Schrags on Good Morning Football said, oh, it's going to be a blowout. It's going to get ugly, blah, blah, blah. Kyle Brandt had to come to Detroit's defense and say, I don't know. I think it, people don't know what the Lions have. He's been somewhat repping the Detroit, which is cool. Obviously, Nate Burleson has moved on, lion blood forever. But P. Shrags is killing the Lions every chance he gets, which, again, I'll save my commentary, uh, my rant uh, for another day on, on all that. But uh, those are some of the interesting matchups back and forth that I see happening. But uh, like I said, kept us a little bit uh, quieter, a little bit shorter, a little bit different with my wrestling rant and then my 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 draft that I ran down for you. But we obviously talked some Lions football. We filled up that glass with Detroit Kool-Aid. Drink it in man. Uh... And we got you a slicing hot piece straight out the oven of cornbread. Cornbread! So everybody, thank you so much for listening. I'll catch you on Friday. Also check out that Believe B-L-E-A-V and Lions pod that's dropping. That's going to be fun. And uh, before you know it, next week we'll be reviewing the game, which I'll save my prediction and my takes and my rants and my hot takes for Friday. But we will review everything that happened at Ford Field with all the fans, the game, everything else next week right here. On the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. We're out. Back the back, Start the play. This game is over. It is over. What a comeback by the Lions. Drink it in, man.